Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Duncan, my number one question is about running backs, and it goes like this. Do we have one? 
Well, we do, Madison. The question is, do we have an SEC caliber RB1? Unfortunately, I think the answer to that is no. Let's see. USC Edit says, Chris, I'm not going to lie. The quote quote you posted from Loggins just saying the video is completely out of context, misleading. I was mad when I heard he said that, but then I watched the press room. Yeah, I posted USC Edit. It's kind of as, like, jokingly. Like, I knew what he was saying, but it was just – it sounded funny. So, it worked well for content. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from – Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's going on? You're on the air. Hey, uh, how are you doing on this uh, Thursday? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I did a lot of thinking over the last few days, and I've got my prediction ready to go. I would love to hear it, my friend. What you got? My prediction is 38 to 17. 38 to 17 Gamecocks. Okay. I, I take that in a heartbeat, man. I like that pick. Solely because of just now, am I expecting their defense, Mississippi State's defense, to play that poorly this week? No, but there's a possibility they could. And if they do, I just feel like that could be the the uh, the outcome of the game Saturday night. So based off of based off of that fact, that's what I'm going with. I like it, Robbie. Listen, I like the pick. I hope you're right. Me too. I would love to be right. I don't like eating crow. So, and I, I, I definitely could see our front, our defensive line, figuring out a way to get pressure on Rogers, and I think we, I think we will. Because, like I said yesterday, right? He, he's 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 the kind of guy that, where if he gets pressured, he does not do very well, and he's not very accurate. If he has to throw on the run, I did notice that while they were while he, while they were playing LSU last week, mm-hmm. that he was not that accurate when throwing on the run. So we have to figure out a way to where we can make him a sitting duck, okay? Because he's and still rattle him, rattle him that way, and get some turnovers and capitalize off of it. Because if there's a, I'm like like there's, there's ever a time for our secondary to show up and show what they're made of, it, it, it's <clears throat> Saturday mm-hmm. because Mississippi State's offense is a run or is a pass is a pass heavy offense so I think that they will be ready ready to go Saturday night against Mississippi State yeah I think this is the team's going to be rearing to go man they know how big this game is and uh you know at Willie B under the lights, I, I think that, uh, you know, folks will be fired up. This team will be fired up. I think they ride that wave of emotion, and, uh, you know, I, I think the crowd will do everything they need to do to make this happen. Oh, for sure. And it's uh, it's sold out, so you know mm-hmm. it's going to be rocking for three to three and a half hours. So I'm oh, I'm yeah. really excited for it. But that's all I got. That's my prediction. And uh, I will uh, try to uh, call in for the uh, post-game call-in show Saturday night. Yeah, we'll be – ain't too we'll, exhausted. Yeah, we'll be live right after, man. <laughs> so if you're on the drive home or you're back at the tailgate or whatever you're doing, we'll be live immediately following the game and uh, – yeah, going to be a good time, man. Robbie, I appreciate you calling in. 38-17, yeah, lock it in, the Zaxby's Hall of Famer. 
has his prediction. Yes, indeed, the one and only Zach Hall of Famer. Indeed, indeed. All right, buddy. Have Robbie. a great day, okay? Yeah, you're the man. I appreciate it. 38-17 to 17 is what Robbie Davis has. Uh, we moved to the comments. Bruin Nation's been asking this for like three days. If we lose, who's getting fired? Oh, <laughs> uh, Bruin Nation, I don't think anybody's getting fired. I'll be honest with you. Um, let's look at these scenarios for this game, guys, because I, I, I will say it's a game that admittedly I feel as if South Carolina should win. But I felt as if South Carolina should win a lot of games, and the Gamecocks have found ways to surprise me. If Mississippi State is going to win this football game, I, I think it's going to be because South Carolina had no answer for Woody Marks on the ground. I think it's going to be because Kevin Barbe put together a game plan in which Will Rogers is actually able to throw the football. And guys, I think it would honestly, I think it would honestly take an off night from Spencer Rattler. I think that's really what it would come down to. Um, you know, if Mississippi State's going to win the football game, I mean, I think we, you know, also, of course, and the Gamecocks being one-dimensional could, could make things difficult, not being able to to win first down and, and getting to some third manageable, second and manageables, if you will. So, you know, it's it's weird to come into a game like this, and the spread is only six, right? It's, it's, it's not like it's some 13 or 14-point spread. Is there, I mean, guys, is there a Gamecock fan out there that's not expecting the Gamecocks to win? But... At the same time, and I guess what's scary to me, that's exactly how folks felt about the UNC game. And we all saw how that went. So it's it's a fascinating game, guys, but it's it's just one that South Carolina, I mean, has to have. I mean, it, it's it's going to be ugly, to say the least, if the Gamecocks are not able to get the victory. It's going to be ugly. I, I was actually thinking about this. I was actually thinking about this admittedly today. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, do you think the numbers would be greater? Not just the post-game call-in show, but like the following week. Would the numbers be greater if South Carolina were to win and get their first SEC win of the season? Or would the numbers be greater if Carolina lost and folks were looking to, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's weird how significant losing brings people out. Because guys, we still haven't had a post-game call-in show that got more attention, more traction than week one against North Carolina. We, we haven't had one. We have not had one. So, um, you know, that's uh, that's just sort of where we are. I don't know. It's it's losing bring folks brings folks out. And Bruin Nation says numbers are always better after a loss, which sucks. I hate that, but it really is truly that's truly how it goes, Bruin Nation. For whatever reason, misery just loves company. So it is what it is. Um, anyways, guys, 843-790-337. That's 843-790-337. So like I mentioned, guys, in case you missed it, uh, this time next week, the Q&A Power Hour will no longer be a thing, and we will be done with the show. In case you missed the updates, guys, uh, we are making some changes to the Daily Crow. We are making some changes to the Daily Live Show. We will... Be live daily, Monday through Friday, but eliminating the Q&A power hour and instead going to a more traditional mailbag episode on Fridays. So, with that being said, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from to accept. What's going on? You're on the air. Hello. All right. Hey, we're we're going to go to our next call. Oh, I call think that was John Edward. Oh, well. Will from Darty Marlowe. Here we go. Will, what's going on, man? You're on the gear. What's good, buddy? Uh, just just calling to uh, say a couple things. Uh, first off, I don't think I've talked to you since the Georgia game. Just wanted to reiterate that pretty proud about mm-hmm. our performance there. I thought that we came out with a really good scripted game plan, and, and those plays worked well, and that was probably the best opening drive I've seen in a long time from the Gamecock team on the road under Shane Beamer, maybe the best ever. Um a little bit disappointed with the second half, but, I mean, they just got more Jimmy's and Joe's than we do currently right now. I think the real big game was uh, – a lot of it was falling. How many we had, but we had to have, like, six or seven, right? I don't know. It was a lot. Six or seven what, you said? And, uh, also, you know, offensive line played, I thought, pretty good. But the most one, considering who they were playing, uh, 
And uh, going forward to this week here, just an absolute do-or-die game, one we have to have. Um, I think that if we can come out and get to a good, get off to a good start like we did last week, we got a much better chance of holding that lead. Curious to see what uh, Gear does in his first action of the Gamecock because he is playing, right, Chris? Yeah, well, that's they're hopeful. I think we'll find out more tonight, but uh, it sounds like they're hopeful he is going to be a go. Of a difference, really happy with what he's. I mean, probably the best defensive lineman performance this year. Uh, he's good, and uh, just just absolutely excited about this weekend. It's a, it should be a lot of atmosphere on the night game. So I just want to get your thoughts on that, Chris. I'll hang up and listen. Will, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. And I think we lost Will a couple of times. But, uh, you know, I'll say this. Getting Jatias gear back would be massive. Um, I think this defensive front has been really, really missing his presence. And I know that he hasn't played yet for South Carolina. But the but the real true presence of a, a big-time pass rusher, you know, you look at what he did at Syracuse and um, – you know, I, I think getting him back will be huge, especially when you're going up against a quarterback like Will Rogers. And um, I'm sorry, guys. I just read a comment in the comments that Bruin Nation is uh, throwing me off. Anyways, though, um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think definitely putting this, labeling this game as a do or die ball game is, is a great way to put it. I think it's a great way to put it. Um, it's a massive game for South Carolina. So, and uh, you need Spencer Rattler to continue to be the good version of Spencer Rattler. Keep what he's doing. Keep the positive momentum and just stay hot. I mean, it's 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 really going to come down to, you know, in the SEC this season, as I mentioned yesterday, what Michael Bratton said, man, what time do you play? Where do you play? And does your quarterback get hot? And the Gamecocks have the home field advantage. You got this game under the lights. And, uh, you know, you got a hot Spencer Rattler right now. You just need him to stay hot. So I think South Carolina's in good position, but definitely, man, has the feeling of a do-or-die type of ball game. I'm going to read this comment because it's so damn funny. I don't care if you take it personally, so be it. Bruin Nation says, I'd rather listen to Dale and Rebecca have phone sex than hear John Edward Kruger's awful takes. John Edward Kruger, don't take it personally, but that is funny. That's funny. If he said that about, if, if Bruin Nation said that about me, sub, you know, substitute John Edward Kruger from me, I would still think that was funny. So, comment of the day maybe goes to Bruin Nation. Good stuff. Uh... <laughs> Pimp on a blimp, hardesty getting his ass canned after this year, and Limbo leaves for another job. Really, you think Limbo would leave for another job? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ruben Nation, if we lose this game, I honestly think you see... Gamecock Nation lose their shit more than ever. I could see that, Ruin Nation. This, folks, will be on – it will not be good. Let's just put it that way. Call from – Will from Dirty Marble. There he is. Oh, okay, and he just hung up. Phone lines are acting kind of funky today. I don't know what's going on. So, I don't know what's going on. You want to call back in? You're more than welcome to do so. 843-790-3377. By the way, guys, I know it's football season. Nobody wants to hear about it, but guys – in a couple of weeks, I'm doing it this year. Whether folks complain about it or not, we will start the countdown. 
to basketball season. 31 days, the season officially tips off November the 6th. That's not that far away. Believe it or not, that is not that far away. Um, we'll start talking basketball, man. We're, we're going to incorporate basketball content into the show. And, you know, I think we're going to do things like SEC power rankings and, and talk SEC basketball, if you will, more than we probably ever have. So, uh, obviously, football is king and football is going to take precedent, and that's what we're going to focus on. But, uh, I mean, dude, tip-off's just around the corner. Tip-off is just around the corner, GA says. But why? <laughs> It's funny, man. Like, there, if if we had like a power ranking of interest in basketball, and I know some of you will adamantly disagree, but I, I'm just telling you from my perspective, I think there are a few fan bases that care less about men's basketball in the SEC. I, I I really do. Like, I who would you say cares less about men's basketball in the SEC? Maybe Georgia. Maybe Georgia does. Um. I think everybody in the West cares. Like, maybe LSU doesn't a ton, but, like, they're pretty decent normally. Um, so, maybe LSU doesn't, but Auburn's really good. Arkansas's really good. Alabama's really good. Um, Mississippi State's been really good, right? Ole Miss has been good. I mean, it's really Carolina and Georgia that are kind of like – I mean, Texas A&M's been really good. Like, it's really Carolina and Georgia that are at the bottom of, like, their fan bases could not give less of a damn about basketball. And I, I just – you know what? Maybe that's bad for me to say. And I, but, dude, that's just – that's what I see. And I think I think with Gamecock Nation, I think this is the view on men's basketball. This is the view on men's basketball. And really, basketball as a whole, and if you don't like that, then challenge me on it. This is the take by Gamecock folks on men, men's basketball. If South Carolina's winning, the support will be there. Like, Gamecock fans will show up for a winner no matter what the sport is. But if South Carolina's men's basketball is average or worse, it literally is just that thing that occupies our time between the end of football season and baseball season. That's really what basketball is at this point. Like, I, I just... I think a lot of you out there wouldn't even give a damn if I didn't even talk about basketball. Like, truly. Like, I, I, I've I've normally done so to just be well-rounded in my content. I don't want to be like a one-trick pony and talk just football. And obviously, I I love baseball, obviously. I, I, like, I can't wait to talk SEC baseball, man. It's going to be a blast. But not a lot of love for basketball, man. Not a lot of love for basketball at all in the SEC, and, and especially in, in Columbia. I just I, – I just – you know, but but I I am excited for the season. I, I think the Gamecocks could actually be better this year. Again, I can't believe we're talking basketball here in mid September. But you know, I just thought it was interesting. I saw this morning, and I, I saw actually another post. Our friends over at Southeastern fourteen were talking about you know starting on October the ninth, we're doing this this daily show or whatever. And I was I was like, man, basketball is really close. Basketball is actually really close, or much closer than I realized it was. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Thursday, September the 21st. Um, let's see. Getting back into your comments. Pimmel Limp says, we have a basketball team. Maybe in R26 is actually like basketball over baseball. Some people do. Maybe in R26, some people are not baseball people. Some people are not baseball people, and I, you know, I don't blame anybody. Listen, baseball is a long season. Baseball is a very, very long season. And, I mean, I tell people all the time, like, from the content side, baseball season's a different – it's a different busy than bas like than football. It, like, because there's more games, right? Like, there's just simply more games. But it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's just different. It's just a different vibe, which I actually really like. I love the chill nature of baseball season where it's like one loss doesn't just completely – ruin your season right it's like okay we'll just get on, we'll get them tomorrow you know type of feeling where it's like football like you know you lose a game and, and people just freak out so um madison duncan says south carolina 31 mississippi state 21 i'd take that score madison i i i gotta say i'd probably take anything that's a win i i really would i would take anything that is a win on saturday i i don't have a preference i don't have a 
you know, there's no really ideal way of it shaking out. Like as long as South Carolina gets the W, that's that's really all I care about, guys. That's really all I care about is seeing the Gamecocks get the victory. You do that. I think it was a successful Saturday. So uh, let's see. Bruin Nation, let Lamont cook. Indeed. Bruin Nation, our uniforms this year are tough, though, are on fire, though. I, I like them, too. I like them, too. Uh, Greg Bedinger says, baseball season hasn't been, lo- hasn't been long enough for 10 years now. Yeah, need an Omaha trip and need it soon, my friend. Let's jump back to the full line. Call here. from Josh in Seattle. Josh in Seattle. What's going on? How are you? Hey, Chris. How are you doing today, man? Doing fantastic. Good, Appreciate you asking. Good to be on with you. Just wanted to call in and talk a little uh, first. Whoever don't like baseball, um, <laughs> it's an art. It is the best sport that was ever created. Uh, so um, those folks. I need to get some culture in their lives. Uh, but besides that, calling to talk keys to victory this weekend. And really, um, I think it's just go out and score a bunch of points. <laughs> I mean, it's mm-hmm. out there, put more on the scoreboard than they do, obviously. But I think it's time for the, the Carolina offense and Dowell Loggins and, and some of these players we've been hearing about, seeing them come along to get out there and do what we've been hoping they would do, right? It was tough against the Georgia defense. Um, you know, watching that second half and those young men flying around. See why they were all five stars. Those dudes were fast. Mm-hmm. But Mississippi State ain't the same thing. And so I think we got a shot to go out there and really, um, you know, <laughs> let's see what Spencer can do against a, a ho-hum SEC defense. You know, they got some guys over there, but I think you know, they can go out there and put up some serious points if they want to. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you, man. I, I think it's a great opportunity for Spencer Rattler and, uh, you know, and, and this offense to, to really click. I mean, you look at Mississippi State's weakness is your strength. That's through the air. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a great opportunity for for South Carolina, like you mentioned, man, to to build off what they did in Athens and, you know, put some points on the board and, and give the home faithful something to really cheer about. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's a 4.30 in the afternoon kick here on the West Coast. And so, you know, we, I'll be into the bourbon by then and having a good time. So we're looking forward to it, and we'll catch the call-in show afterwards. Keep doing what you're doing, brother, and we appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for the call. Really good stuff. In Seattle, how about that? Gamecock fan in Seattle. I, you know, I'll say this, man, as I was listening to him, that that all makes sense is what he's, like, what he's saying all makes sense. What he's saying all makes sense. Um, it never is that easy, though, is it? Like, you look at the Georgia game, what Rattler and company were able to do. You look at Mississippi State, they can't stop the pass. You say, okay, Gamecocks are going to throw for 350-400, win this thing with ease. Does it ever go exactly to plan in that manner? Like, does it ever? I, I mean, I want it. I want it to. You want it to. We all want it to. But with Gamecock football, it's it's never that simple. Like, th- there's got to be a catch somewhere, right? And I hope I'm wrong, but it's just like that's – I think that is the Gamecock PTSD that I was referencing before that gives me some hesitation when it comes to this football game. Uh, we got a text to your guys. Frank says, Gamecock need to play like the rest of the season like they did the first half of the Georgia game, and we would be in great shape. We just got outmanned and outplayed in the second half. But I just got back home. I I got locked up in Athens last weekend after the game. I was so pumped up and angry. I walked out of the game kicking people with the back of my ankle, pretending to spur them. And then I got barked at and called a weenie by some Bulldogs fan. So I roundhoused one of them and got me a few nights stay at the Silver Bar Motel. What an absurd text. I hope that's a true story. I really do. Case guys, you missed it. Big changes coming to TDC starting next week. We will be live Monday through Friday, every single day as normal. We will talk Gamecocks and SEC and college football and everything in between as normal in our first hour. In our second hour, in our second hour, we will have our weekly guests. None of that will change. The biggest change coming. No more Q&A power hour. We'll be moving some content around. We'll go live noon to two instead of noon to three. No more Q&A power hour on Fridays. We will have a mailbag in which folks can call in, leave their questions. It'll be kind of a wide open, old school TDC hour. And uh, that is the way we will operate moving 
forward. So just to let you guys know, noon to two starting next week instead of noon to three, and no more Q&A Power Hour Monday through Thursday. Of course, guys, as I mentioned, we will take the only questions we will take are either Super Chats on YouTube or those that are in the Big Cock Club Discord. So, anyways, just to let you guys know what's going on, um, and that's how we are going to proceed moving forward. Let's see. Mad Dog Madison says in the Big Cock Club Discord, if we beat Mississippi State, will you wear the helmet for the call-in show just to open the show and take it off? Madison, I, I cannot promise. I mean, I kind of like where the helmet is in the background, so I, I can't promise that I'm going to do that. <laughs> Let's see. Ruben Nation, I hope Paris gets this team to show out and take a step forward. 15 to 17 wins, 5 to 7 wins in conference. Yeah, Ruben Nation, I, I think that'd be a really good season. First year for Lamont Paris, man. Um, or not, not first season, a, a good second season. I, I think that'd be a good season in the sense of like getting to the NIT, moving this program closer. I mean, we all agree, guys. Last year was. Last year was a nightmare. Last year was abysmal. I mean, I, I remember, guys, if you if you want a <laughs> – I, I, I'm not sure I should pull pull back the curtain quite this much, but, I mean, um, I'll say this, that the um, – you know, last, last basketball season, there were times that, like, I was literally on the golf course while the Gamecocks were playing because – I was like, am I just going to sit here and devote my entire Saturday to watching this basketball game? Or am I going to go out and enjoy my life and also catch the basketball game, listen to it? But I was fully taking advantage of the flexibility. But because, too, like, it's if South Carolina was ranked and playing some huge ranked matchup, it'd be a lot different. But the fact of the matter is they weren't. You know what I mean? The fact of the matter is they were not. So I, I, I hope there's a reason to actually sit down and sit in front of the TV and do some post-game call-in shows and, and tune in like that, but I, I can't say for certain that there will be. So, Austin Hicks says, damn, Chris, the best part of the show is the power hour and call-ins. Some of you might think that, Austin. I think there's going to be a lot of folks that disagree with you, but uh, some folks might think that and some may not. But, Austin, I had to make a decision at the end of the day that was best for me, best for the business, and best for the show moving forward. And that's where we are. That's where we stand. And that's it. So, Anyways, we are taking right now, though, your questions, comments, calls at 843-790-3377. And, you know, Austin, to be transparent with you, man, I, I could have just completely eliminated the power hour, eliminated calls, eliminated questions, all that stuff. And instead, I didn't do that. I have a, We have the mailbag segment on Friday. So I didn't have to do that. Um, that was something that obviously I wanted to keep that in there so that you guys still have an opportunity to call and conversate and get your thoughts. But, again, this was the best decision for the business. I know this is the best decision, and uh, I feel confident in that, and I trust my gut and – We'll keep it moving forward with that. And if we need to make an adjustment, a change, Austin, I'm I'm not completely attached to being right. Or, you know, we'll 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 uh we'll receive feedback from the audience and, and we'll move forward. We'll press forward. So um Mad Dog in the Big Cock Club Discord. Maybe one game I'm gonna try and make it a thing, stay cool in regards to putting the helmet on <laughs> in the post game. I'm gonna wait, Mad Dog, till we have a little bit of a bigger win than Mississippi State. How about that? Is that fair? I think so. Spur, your enthusiasm says Mississippi State's going to get blown out of the water this weekend. Spencer Rattler is going to put on a clinic on his path to winning the Heisman. You know, Spur, your enthusiasm, and I mean this with all due respect, the beautiful thing about you picking a win every week and picking Spencer Rattler to throw for 500 yards is at some point, some point, you'll probably be right. So I'm hoping this is the weekend that you are right. Anyways, guys. Phone lines are open, as I mentioned. Would love to hear from you, your thoughts, your analysis, predictions. What are your predictions for Saturday? What might they be? I'm really surprised this Dabble Loggins quote is uh, is getting as much traction as, as it is, guys, in case you missed it. Dabble Loggins, I, you know, I posted this quote without any, any analysis or context even. Dabble Loggins says, quote, if someone is not playing, there is something not going on that either the player is not meeting the expectations of the coach or the player's expectation of themselves are not high enough. That is how depth chart decisions get made. And to say there's been some pushback on that quote is putting it lightly. I think that's putting it lightly. There has definitely been some pushback and maybe some folks that are not agreeing, maybe feeling like he's talking about Mario Anderson or Nick Harbour or whatever. I mean, basically holding them accountable, saying, listen, you want to see more of Mario Anderson? Well, 
Mario Anderson needs to do more in practice. Mario Anderson needs to perform better in practice. And uh, I think some folks do not agree. So, anyways, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Thursday. Again, I appreciate each and every single one of you. And I'm going to say thank you all so much for the love and understanding, guys, as we make decisions that are best for business and move the business forward and 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 make the show better, truly, um, that you guys are supportive. And, guys, if you have any questions and you don't understand something or what have you, um, feel free to reach out. The Spurs Up Show is brought to you by our friends, over at Twisted Tea, are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought, whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's see. Ruben Nation, Gamecock Nation, turning on Dabble after they already weren't going to give him a chance. I think Dabble's been, you know, I, I know you only scored 31 points in, in the UNC and, and Georgia games, but I think Dabble's been not too shabby to this point. Now, we'll see what happens on Saturday, but, uh, you know, I don't have any complaints right now about Dabble Loggins. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from Peyton. Peyton, what's up, man? How are you? Good about yourself, Chris. What do you say, man? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? So, uh, just calling to talk a little bit more ball. Um, I'll give you my prediction tomorrow. Um, let's see. Today is Thursday. Yeah, Today is Thursday, yes. Yeah. I'll lock it in tomorrow. Um, but I just wanted to talk a little bit more about the game itself. Um, so, I think um, – where we're at right now as a team is we're a little, a little unproven. We've shown some promise, but we've also shown shown some real, real ugly football uh, through three weeks. But I think, um, you know, last week we went into the fight and we were expecting to get our ass kicked. But you know, we we went in there 
we lost the fight, yes, but we kept our lunch money, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it makes we, sense. We didn't, we didn't get, yeah, I mean, we didn't just get wiped off the field. Um, but this week, I feel like it's the week for us to kick somebody's ass and take their lunch money. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is the, this is the statement game that, that is needed um, to, to just boost everybody just to say, hey, don't don't forget where we are. Don't forget who your coach is. Don't forget the trajectory that I have this program on. I think this is this is a good opportunity to be able to to put a stamp on things to say, hey guys, we're we're still Carolina. Things is not in the dump. We're working on it. Run game's getting better. I would really like to see seventy five plus rushing yards. I think that's a very reasonable goal. I think if we get that, I think we can build on that going forward. I think we got to start somewhere. And have we even eclipsed – I mean, how many rushing yards did we have against Furman? Was it, was it less than 50? I think it was 108 rushing yards against Furman. 108. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 108. All right. So, that's against the FCS team with FCS linemen. So, I think against the, our, our real SEC team coming in here for a home opener, I think we need to try to get 75-plus. I think that's a, that's a reasonable goal. Uh, especially if you spread the touches around and get some guys in different books. Mm. Yeah, I think so as well, man. I think you, if you can get 75 or more, I mean, 100 is that illustrious number. I think it was our guy JB over at Inside yeah. the Gamecocks that said South Carolina's 12-1 and one or something under Shane Beamer when they run for 100 yards or more. So it's, it's pretty simple, man. Yeah. When South Carolina is able to run the football, they have great offensive balance. And when you have great offensive balance, typically you're scoring a lot of points. And the Gamecocks have normally played – good enough defense to you know win games when they play well offensively so um if you can have any semblance of balance on saturday i think you should be able to you know spencer rattler should continue to do his things able to get the entire group of weapons you have and i think you should be able to have some success offensively and have a fun night well i mean obviously the this is probably going to be the most plain james vanilla statement i've ever made on here but (laughs) obviously the goal is to move the ball and score points on Saturday. Uh, however, we need to also try to work and continue to get better on these other things that we're lacking on. Mm-hmm. So uh, we know we're strong in the pass game. We're leading the SEC in passing offense through three weeks. Is that is that the correct? Stat? That's correct, that, yes. Yeah, Gamecocks are eighth okay. in the country, uh, eighth nationally in passing offense, number one in the SEC. Yeah. Um, yeah. 128th nationally in rushing offense out of 130 teams, dead last in the SEC. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the season goal, man, I think if we finish, if we finish 11th or better in, in rushing offense by the end of this year, I think that, shines, that, that shows signs of progress. But um, what I was saying was, is, Obviously, what we're going to try to do is establish a run game first. Now, the, pro- the probability of us coming out and having early success in the run game, uh, especially against Mississippi State's linebackers, is kind of improbable. But the probability of Spencer Rattler going off and having one of his signature games is is very high. Um, and I'm, that's, that's really what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm looking for – I'm looking for 350-plus, and I'm looking for, for three touchdowns uh, through the air from Riley. I'm think, I'm looking mm-hmm. for a big weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be there, man. I, I I would expect South Carolina to come out with a an aggressive game plan, attack down the field, use their weapons on the outside, again, let Rattler do his thing. Man, I think if you do that, it's it sets up well for a uh, – a big night, and, uh, you know, it's all about, obviously, the big uglies up front, man, giving them time. We need to continue to see the offensive line take steps forward. If they if they give Rattler time to operate in this football game, I, I feel confident he will have big-time success. For sure. And, you know, I, I talked about um, it's, how it's going to be exciting to see who the next uh, the next lineman that steps up is. And I think it's shaping up to be uh, Trevon Bowe, man. He's, uh, he's really – really shown that that he can hang with hang with the big guys uh especially what he did last week and games previous he's uh he's got potential to be a real player and i'm i'm looking for him to step up and make and be that next guy to to help round our offensive line out a little bit make it mm-hmm. make it a little more steady so i'm i'm looking for big things out of out of bow like i said babalade is babalade is a sudden to make and i feel like mm-hmm. just just 
based on a true freshman stepping into a game like that last Saturday, hostile environment, number one team in the country, and you come out and perform the way you did and hold it down about as about as well as anybody could against Georgia. That's 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 a statement for for that young guy, and I, and I think some more young guys are going to make noise, and especially up front by the end of, by season's mm-hmm. end. But um, how are you looking for for Harbor to be incorporated this week? Do you do you think he sees more snaps this week? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, he had nine snaps against Georgia, which, you know, J.C. made the point that he was actually encouraged by that because he expected to be, to see zero. Um, I mean, listen, right. Shane Beamer made the comment that they need to play them more and that <clears throat> they are going to play them more. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know if I'm necessarily expecting Nick Harbour's breakout game to happen. I, I think it's one of those things where it's kind of it's kind of hard to predict, and when it happens, it happens, and I, th- I think from there it'll be kind of a snowball effect and what he's going to do for, for Carolina, but – you know, I, I didn't expect to see him until about midseason, to be honest with you. And But I think this could be a game. I and mean, you have great opportunities, like I mentioned, with just their secondary and the issues they've had. And, you know, they like to play yeah. man on the outside. So I think South Carolina will have opportunities in, in one-on-one matchups. And, I mean, you know, I, I know he's just a freshman and he's just learning. But you feel like if you can get Nick Harbour in a one-on-one matchup that, you know, you, you, you at least from the athleticism standpoint and the speed standpoint like your chances. So – I, you know, I, I'm not I'm not going into this game banking on it. I, I'm not predicting it. I wouldn't be shocked if he got some action and got in there. But it's just, you know, he's continuing to learn and, and come along. And uh, I know Gamecock fans are very, very antsy to see him in there. I, I don't know exactly when it's going to be. But, uh, you know, what, what a fun one it'd be if he could. Because, again, there should be success to be had in the passing game. And, you know, maybe Nicholas Harbor's a part of it. Yeah. And, you know, if, I, I think – Ideally, to to kind of ease ease the the minds and the hearts of Gamecock faithful, I think he needs to see anywhere from ten to twenty five snaps a game. But the biggest thing is we want to see the ball thrown his way. We want to see how he reacts. Can he catch? Can he? We know he can jump and run extremely well, but can he can he land? Can he stay on his feet? Does he know about center of gravity and foot placement? all the little intricate things that go along with, with receivers, especially in SEC. Um, but I think 10 to 25 snaps is what I would like to see this Saturday. And in terms of targets, I would like to see anywhere from three to three to five targets. Three to five targets, I think if you give him that opportunity, I think that's something that you can build on going forward. I, just, I would just like to see the ball thrown his way, man. It sounds like it, man. Three to five targets would be by far the most he's gotten this season. So, um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully, man, fingers crossed. We, we got a lot of talent that, that we have yet to take the top off of yet. And I think, um, you know, he mentioned Tyshawn Russell's name. Um, am I pronouncing mm-hmm. that right? Did yeah, Tyshawn Russell, yeah. 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 Um, he, and he mentioned his name right along there with Rattler. So, we got to play these guys more and, and – and Russell's a burner, man, at least from from the, the, the touchdown pass that I saw from Sellers. He, he wasn't moving slow at all on that route. He, right. he's, he's a burner. Yeah. And I, I think um, with a, being a, a smaller, shifty guy like that, being elusive and having that speed, I think he can, he can do some things for us as well. So I'm looking for big things out of a lot of young guys mm-hmm. this, this weekend, needless to say. So. Indeed, man. Got to use that young talent, I agree, and, and, and exhaust all efforts to get the dub this weekend. That's right. Got to get it done. Got to kick some ass and take somebody's lunch money this weekend. Like I said, this is the statement game that we need. So, I will, uh, I'll, I'll holler at you tomorrow. I'm, I'm kind of sad we're not going to be having these afternoon conversations anymore. So, I'm gonna, instead of calling in for my afternoon break, I'm going to have to start calling in on my lunch break. So, that's but. Ain't no thing. I'll, I'll I'll still always call in whenever I can, but I'll call in and lock in my prediction tomorrow. You stay safe, stay cool. Thanks for us up, sir. Go Cox, buddy. I appreciate it, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Peyton. Good stuff, as always, from Peyton. Um, yeah, I think great points. Do we see Nicholas Harbor on Saturday night? Do we see Nicholas Harbor? So, maybe we do. Maybe we do. I, I, I tend to think that uh, – you know, if he has a catch or two, <clears throat> if he has a catch or two, I, I'd be pretty happy with that. I'd be pretty happy with that. So, uh, let's see. 
Lady Breeze says, I don't think we've proven DK can't, I would assume, be the running back. The snaps aren't even there, only so much of a sample size to say, oh, that one run play by Anderson. DK is in more snaps. That means his average takes the hit. Uh, Lady Bree, but he's had a few of those runs himself, mostly through, I don't know what that is, through his. Ruination, play calling ain't the problem. Players got to execute. Jacob says, Dabble is smart. He plays to the team's strengths. If we had any bit of a run game, we would have a top 25 offense. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Lady Bree says, game, uh, let's see. Yeah, play. the calling isn't the problem. The O-line must execute to a minimal level through a whole game. I will say I saw a little too many passes behind the line of scrimmage at points. Lady Bree, I know trying to accommodate the line, but it still becomes overused at times. Maybe we get our 26. I like how Omega attacks the ball and doesn't sit there and wait for it. I like that as well. Yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, spur your enthusiasm. Josiah Thompson, now a five-star on on three. Did see that. Spur your enthusiasm. I just want to say in regards to Coach Loggins' comments, I think people are reading into it the wrong way, and personally, I think that's him speaking out to the players to light a fun uh, light a fire under their ass. Sort of a show me mentality, show me how badly you want it. Yeah, maybe so. Bruination says coach Ford blames Dabble for no blocking, dropping balls, missed routes, DK having no vision, fighter jet crashing Trump COVID Zaxby's being dressed. Atta boy Bruination. So, guys, I got to say, I I know you guys love to give me feedback. I'm going to give y'all some feedback. In a decision that we made to expand the show from just YouTube to Facebook and to Twitter, right? Expand the show out beyond just YouTube. It honestly has not had the impact I thought it would. Um, I've actually seen the numbers go down, it feels like since we made that move. And I don't know if it's because if you give people too many options, they can't decide or what it is. And also, guys, I'll be totally honest with you. I don't feel as if the Facebook crowd has really... I don't feel as if the Facebook crowd has has really made an impact in the comments. I, I just... There's been a few here and there. I appreciate our guy Coleman Hall chiming in. I don't know if, Coleman, you refused to to get a Google account or go on a YouTube or whatever it might be, even though we always post the link to TDC every day at noon. I don't know what it is, but um, I don't know, man. I, I, I honestly think with TDC going back to noon to two next week, I think we'll also go YouTube exclusive. I, I really do. It's the superior platform. It's, you know, where people are able to super chat. It's, it's the only platform we monetize. And so I think we're going to go back to that. I, I just, I have not seen the positive impact from Twitter and Facebook and expanding it that I thought we would. And, so I think we're going to make the adjustment and go back to only YouTube. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from John Edward. John Edward, what's up, man? How are you? Good. I just had a quick, uh, quick question for you, and then I have a, a thought. Um, I was going to get your thoughts on the job that uh, Dow Morgans has done thus far. Yeah, John Edward, I, I think he's been solid. I mean, I, I think that uh, there's still a lot of football to go and, and there's still more to judge for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, respectively, you only scored 17 against UNC and 14 against Georgia. But um, I, I don't have any complaints necessarily thus far, but uh, we're going to learn a lot more, I think, as we go week to week. And certainly in a game, certainly in a game like this where you feel like you should have a lot of offensive success. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be one that goes a long way in determining how we feel about Dabble Loggins and, and the job he's doing. No, I, I do think he's done a good job thus far. And what I like he's doing as opposed to the last offensive coordinator, uh, Marcus Satterfield, and we see all that's going in Nebraska right now. But um, at least he's using – would you say – I think Dow Loggins is actually using Spencer Rattler to his strength. Unlike, you know, until somebody else with this, Frank was calling the plays at the end of the season last year and wasn't Marcus. Okay, I feel like Dow's doing a better job using Spencer. Yeah, I mean, I think you see that in how so comfortable fun. Spencer Rattler is. I think you see that in how comfortable Spencer Rattler is and uh, the way that he's operating, obviously. And, I mean, it's just a completely night and day different from what we saw last year. I think they're also doing yeah. a better job of 
of getting the playmakers involved, right? We're not seeing the mind-numbing, you know, Xavier Leggett gets 10 targets one week and zero the next. I don't think we're seeing that quite as much. Um, so I think that's improved drastically. Um, so, I mean, again, so far so good, I think, for Dowell. we got a long way to go in a lot of football, and um, you need to be able to build off what you did in Athens and carry that over to to the Mississippi State game. And, again, a game in which you should be able to attack the secondary and have success. And um, But I, I do mm-hmm. like – that Dabble Loggins has put the emphasis on those things at this point. But at the end of the day, you know this as well as I do, John Edward. You're judged off of how many points you score per game and how many games you win. And, and so we're not really going to have like a full determination on Dabble Loggins and the job he's done until we get later in the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, before well, I let you go, I got three, uh, three um, games picked. I uh, just want to throw you away. So obviously they, they won two in the state. And one out of state. So I got Carolina winning Saturday. Got Florida State winning also Saturday. And then I don't know which, I just do it all week. This is even before the South Florida game Bama had last week. I, look, I totally get that it's in Tuscaloosa. I totally get that. I just, I just think Ole Miss has more artillery, not more. I can't think of the word artillery or more firepower than Alabama does. And I know Alabama's going back to Jalen Milrow, but honestly, dude, I don't think it matters who Bama starts with quarterback. I don't – you can't trust anybody plays that quarterback. And I know they got O-line issues and all that stuff, but I just think Ole Miss goes in there until I see proven otherwise. I think Ole Miss goes in the Tuscaloosa Saturday afternoon and gets out of there with a win. That That's just me. Okay, so the you Bama think you, the Bama the Bama – "Quote unquote dynasty is is officially dead <laughs> per John Eberkruger. Well, I, well, I haven't gone that far yet, but I'm just saying, like like what you were saying earlier, if Bama loses this game, then you can probably start having those conversations. Like, give the goat all the credit, you know what he's done, winning what six or seven national championships, but just Alabama. I'm just like Alabama's got way more questions than Ole Miss, despite it being at home." And at this point, just start over whatever Bama's got. That's just me. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, I, listen, I respect um, it. I respect being willing to go on record and pick that <laughs> pick that upset. I respect it. I don't – yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it probably would be an upset in a way of it's in Tuscaloosa. It's just I think Ole Miss is the better football team, but – like, like, you remember a time when Bama had this many questions at so many positions? Like, I can't know. wait to watch. I, I tell you this, I can't wait to watch that one. Just, just to see. I, I think Jalen yeah, Milrow yeah, was yeah, always yeah. the. I think Jalen Milrow was always the quarterback. So, um, gotcha. Yeah, you know. All right, dude. Um, they're taking my call, and um, you have a good rest of the week. John right. Everett, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the call. You're the man. All right, all right. Yeah, right. Right. Your man. Bye. Take care. Great stuff from John Edward Kruger as that takes us into the end of the show. Guys, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. The love, the support. As I mentioned, guys, the change is coming to TDC. We're going to go back to just YouTube. I, I think that makes more sense. Um, I'm really honestly, guys, trying to grow the YouTube as much as possible. I, I think we might even start clipping this show uh, video-wise and start editing that and, and putting up video and you know, it could take a while, but I think, for example, like tomorrow we give the prediction, we lock in the prediction. I think having a prediction video would be cool. And I don't know. I, I do want to grow YouTube, though. I, I do want to grow YouTube. So, anyways, just stay tuned with that. But I think we're going to go back exclusively to YouTube for TDC because I'll be totally honest with you. I just don't think um, – I just don't think we've really gotten what I thought we would after out of expanding to Facebook and Twitter. Either way, though, guys – Appreciate y'all always rolling with the punches. I know there's a lot of changes, it seems, that happen and, uh, you know, things that we we're, we're, we evolve, we grow, we we roll with the punches, you know, we we change our mind, we make decisions best for the business and, you know, what have you, but you guys are always there no matter what. I can't say thank you enough, guys. Of course, be sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, hit that bell icon so you get notifications of when we drop new video content, when we go live as well. Also, of course, if you have not done so, hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. 
Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Podcast drops every single day, 5 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to go back and listen, of course, or just check the show when you're on the go, you can do so. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, everywhere else. Guys, we've hit 3 o'clock. Thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.